Everybody, it is the debut episode of the Dad Road Show. I am Miles B. You uh, guys uh, listen to the Miles B Show, the Alex B Podcast. This is my Dad Bro for life, Mike Baker. What's up, Mike? How we doing for life? For life. Uh, cool. So something we've been talking about doing for a long time. You and I putting together a, a podcast with the uh, with the Dad Bros thought in mind. Right, absolutely, and you know, definitely excited to get it going. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of history as far as uh, the conversations that we had, a lot of trial and error. So, definitely excited to get this going, get some wrestling talk. Is what probably we're a lot more with. error than trial coming up here <laughs> over the next few episodes. I'm sure, absolutely. Um, well, trial through error, I guess. I don't know. So, um, and we'll fix the bike while we ride it. Yeah, there you go. There you, you go. Know? The chain may, may <laughs> jog, and we may end up on our face a couple times, but we'll get back up. Um, so before we get into, you know, what the show is going to be about and then our first actual episode, um, I think it'd be awesome to kind of just fill everybody in, um, on our story, on our origin, on our origin story. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, chime, chime in as, as much as you want, because we, we do have a, a really rather unique, uh, situation that that's pretty awesome. So. Um, I call Mike here my baby daddy uh, in a uh, you know in, in concordance with dad bro uh, because he's actually the father of my kids. Uh, I married his ex wife, right? Yeah, that, and that's kind of how it happened. Obviously, uh, my my ex wife uh, after our divorce, uh, you know, she met you, and obviously, you and I just hit it off well. Yes, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, we, we hit it off and, you know, we have this unique uh, family dynamic uh, now that, you know, honestly, for me personally, I hope that other people in, in a similar situation can see and mirror and kind of learn from uh, yes. in a sense, because quite frankly, it, it's the way to do it. It's, it, you know, and it's the best for the kids. But the best part about ours is none of it's fake. Like all no. of it is absolutely real, you know we just get along, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, obviously there's always going to be moments where you're like, you, you have disagreements and stuff, but I mean, honestly, I don't think we really have had any, but that's just because all of us are very, very like-minded and yeah. we, we have shared experiences and my kids are your kids and that's what it is. You know, we're, well, we're two our, dads our situation is, moms. It's, it's so know? crazy <laughs> that, that your wife, uh, your new wife, um, yes, she also has a child who mm. is our fourth child. Uh, so I'm like twice right. removed from this situation. Um, <laughs> but we're like all one big happy family uh, Christmas photos together that are absolutely hilarious. Uh, I'm sure mm -hmm. people look at us uh, uh, pretty, pretty strangely on top of thinking what we do is cool and unique as it is. I but, mean, uh, you know, upside down, upside down pineapple, strangely, is what they assume. And, you know, I'll let them run with it. I don't care. It's if they can't imagine what it's what it's like for it to work, then that's on them. But they need to I mean, but they need to figure it out. And I think it's once they do, I think, you know, it's better for everybody in the long absolutely. run. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And it doesn't hurt that we would all probably be friends in any scenario just because we exactly. all dig the same stuff and we get along and the stuff that we don't necessarily have in common is is not the type of thing that uh you know would cause any friction or, or deer breaker deal deal breakers yeah yeah exactly it may have been a forced beginning but it's not forced uh now that's uh, right exactly that's sure. so so you've gotten into sports gambling here lately so i have to ask you a, a sports <laughs> gambling related question towards our situation what do you think the over under percentage uh is on people who think we're all sleeping together <laughs> uh, honestly, I I would say probably there's a good seventy five percent of people that probably assume that we're swinging. And if and, they don't you know, ask, you I'll get be, that look. You get that. Yeah, especially when you know uh, our daughters are you know do softball and we all four coach, and yeah. that's just something that you know it's. <laughs> they're like, wait a minute, what what's going on and. You just kind of let them run with it. Let their, let their imaginations go wild, and eventually they'll ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's funny. They ask with their eyes even if they don't ask with their, their lips. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. To clarify, just because right now it's kind of out there, uh, we do not. Um, no. Lots of lots of jokes, lots of bro bromance and bro love here, uh, but no funny business uh, uh, aside from in our own personal houses. Right. We are not the Targaryens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yet, anyway. No, I'm kidding. So, no. Whoa. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. You got knocked oh, the shit. fuck out, man! <laughs> um... All right, so real quick before we get started, you guys can check us out on social media. If you're listening to us on, on one of the podcast channels, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to be posting this to the Miles B Show YouTube, but uh, we also have our own YouTube. It is The Indie Dad Bros. Uh, so you can check us out there. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Comment on the videos. If you're watching on one of those two channels, you can always tune in and listen on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon and Pandora. Um, just search uh, the Miles B Show for now. We don't have a domain for the Dad Bro Show yet, but th that'll be coming soon. Uh, so the Miles B Show, and that's M Y L E S. Um, and you can you can listen to us on the podcast. So uh, uh, what do you say we get to it, man? So we're gonna open up um, with a segment that we're gonna do regularly called the Three Count. Uh, so basically what it is, is this segment will have three either or topics. Now, right now, these topics are predetermined just because we're early in the show. But the idea is, is eventually we'll have kind of like almost a Eric Bischoff type spin wheel uh, to where we randomly <clears throat> discuss these topics so that there's like no preparation on our part, even if it's a few minutes of mental preparation before this stuff is going to be all off the top of our heads. Um, we may, we may agree. We may disagree. Um, this could be the end of our friendship. You never know. Uh, but that's the, that's the fun of it. Um, so without, uh, further ado, I present to you. The All right. Topic number one. So as far as the WWE goes, who do you think was the better Federation champion as far as carrying the company goes? John Cena or Roman Reigns? Honestly, it has to be hands down to tribal chief Roman Reigns. John Cena was, and honestly is still very, very much WWE. But if you look at 
what John Cena did. John Cena did a lot and he and he was champion off and on, but he also carried the title along with uh the same time as Triple H was still running in the in the business. Um who else was a uh, Randy Orton, Edge. He had a lot of great feuds even even going into CM Punk, but he never really had to I mean Everybody says he carried it on his own, but he never really had to. He did it from a social platform and from a uh, from a kid friendly friendly platform. But Roman Reigns is legitimately carrying the company right now with the bloodline. I mean, he's been champion for eight hundred plus days at, the, at this point. The longest John Cena ever was champion was what was it? Uh, Three hundred and eighty days was John Cena's longest run as as champion. So. Suffices to say, I mean, it has to be Roman Reigns, especially with the transition that WWE is going through right now from Vince to Triple H running the show. Yeah, uh, and I don't disagree with you. Uh, My vote is for Roman Reigns, too, but I'm going to quickly play devil's advocate with you on John Cena. Um, The only reason I would choose Cena over Reigns, and the reason I'm not going to pitch for Reigns is because I literally would word for word say it exactly how you did. So I'm going to take the other side here. Um, even though I agree with you because the tribal chief, I I mean, I acknowledge you, my tribal chief, he is currently my favorite. I love the persona. I love the attitude. I love the almost mafia, like the way he reacted when, um, when, when, uh, uh, Jay said, I don't give a damn about what the tribal chief wants. Like he just kind of looked up and I mean, that was like some Godfather type shit happening. Um, you know, and, and that whole thing, we'll talk more about the bloodline. I'm sure with Sammy Zayn is just absolutely wonderful, but John Cena, um, here's why I think it's John Cena, Roman, Roman Reigns arc only encompasses the WWE and the WWE universe outside of that. He's not really a common household name. People might know who he is, but there's no notoriety outside of going, Oh, he's a WWE guy. When you look at John Cena, First of all, yeah, maybe Roman's title reign was over twice as long as John Cena's last or longest, but John Cena had way more of them. What was it, 16 total, if I remember right? Uh, he's yeah, around I think that Flair right. record. I think he's tied with Flair, if, if I'm not mistaken. He's tied with Flair. He hasn't passed Flair yet. Yeah, so, so if you combine all those, I'm sure it's far more than 800 days, right? And, you know, probably without the without standing like the first two or three times he held the strap, he carried each time he held, right? And maybe he'd take a break and go make a movie, uh, you know, just like The Rock. You know, I, I The Rock carried uh, through two or three different generations as two or three different characters that were all the same character, right? Uh, John Cena evolved, right? He came out the Vanilla Ice, uh, you know, Word Life Doctor guy, Doctor of Thugonomics. Doctor of Thugonomics, you know, uh, all that good stuff. Um, and he always maintained that base a little bit, even now when he comes out, right? He still has a little of that thugonomics in him, but he's like the thug that grew up and got a big boy job type of thing. Yeah. Um, aside from the fact that when he has long hair, he looks like, uh, Ernest. Um, but, uh, uh <laughs> yes, he definitely but no, does. But, but his reach outside of the circle of WWE. And what I mean by that is like, make a wish, right? He owns the record for most wishes granted. And it's like 600 something. This is like one it's of those insane. records that will never, ever be touched. Cause he's yeah. going to continue to add to it. Um, his movies, uh, while they have pretty much all been absolutely awful minus peacemaker, which was incredible. And one of the best shows of all time. Um, 
and I would play the theme to it, but then we'd get blocked off of YouTube. So, uh, you know, we could try to sing it, but you heard us sing the intro. I don't think you You're want not going to want to do song. that. Um, but, you know, like everybody knows who John Cena is, right? E- either they know John Cena, the actor, um, or, you know, and he's he's had a couple good movies. I'm not being fair to him. There was there was a really funny one he had where he had a daughter that was going off to college and whatnot. Um, but uh, they, they, everybody knows him. So I, I think that that notoriety also carried the WWE because people were probably tuning in to see what he was doing because they saw him in a movie. It's like when you go to a concert and you hear a band that you've never heard before, but one of their songs like, holy fuck, that rocks. You go end up listening to one of their songs on Spotify, and then before you know it, you favorited their whole album. And, and I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. And I, I would... But I, I try to always think about as far as him carrying the WWE as a whole. Like, yes, he was a huge family name, but and the kids loved him, and the kids still love him. I mean, you know, the whole "you can't see me" everything. Like, kids still do it to this day. And I think if I had to think about it, like John Cena was a character. If you're talking about his character on screen his his kayfabe character he was always a baby face once he flipped baby face and became that guy he there's no way he was ever going to have the opportunity to flip heel and have people cheer roman reigns comes out he's a heel people cheer him still he's found that way to be that essentially the way stone cold did it the way the rock did it you know they were heels in the ring they were heels but you cheer for them anyway yeah and you know i i think i think as much as what roman reigns has done and let's not forget roman reigns carried wwe before the bloodline before that got huge through covid yeah no fans I, I, there, there might the be stands. some that would debate that right uh, i don't think his character was that strong until the bloodline no uh, when, but when he really started snapping into that tribal chief thing that's when his character really started to take over basically when he aligned with paul paul Heyman and the whole brock lesnar thing where yeah. paul left him for brock again and then it was actually just a double cross um you know that to me was when roman reigns matured as a character i've always found him entertaining in the ring I mean, obviously, he was incredible as basically the enforcer of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, but I never really felt that he stood out or stood alone, even through the COVID years. I thought that I thought that it was a very Vince type push. uh, Yeah, to be honest with you. And and, and Vince, you know, you know, Vince, he's always pushed the overly big guy. And if you look at Roman Reigns, he's really not overly big, like. You know, for the longest time when he's in the shield, even after the shield, he always wore the vest and everything else. Like he's a mm-hmm. big guy, so don't get me wrong, but he's not a body guy. He's not a body guy like Triple H is or or Brock, um, Lesnar. Or Brock Lesnar or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not body guys. They're but they're they're big. They're just naturally gifted and big. And you know, so he didn't completely fit the Vince stereotype, but still got those Vince type pushes. But I just think about like what he did with the WWE, keep it going when there's no, when there was no fans, you know, empty stadiums, empty crowds. And I don't think John Cena could have done that. Yeah. You, you might be right there. Um, but then again, John Cena is used to acting in front of a camera with no people behind it. 
Well, he's used to acting in front of a camera with nobody, with knowing nobody's going to be watching it either. <laughs> I mean, did anybody actually watch the Marine? Let's be honest. Um, which one? There's like 27 of them, right? I think the other ones are the Miz, and nobody watched those either. <laughs> no. Next topic. So this Friday, uh, another record is basically set up to be uh, broken by the Bloodline, right? Uh, it's the um, the tag team champion, most days as champion record. Um, it's here in Indianapolis. Uh, for those of you listening outside Indy, uh, Mike and I live in a suburb just northeast of Indy. Um, not together, but close enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, New Day versus the Usos. We're going, my wife, his ex-wife, my wife and I, we're going to the show. We're going to be right by the ramp. Pretty excited about that. We're going to be watching this match with bated breath. So it brings up the question, uh, taking all other tag teams out, right? So your legendary tag teams like the Legion of Doom and Degeneration X and the New Age Outlaws and all of those tag teams of the 90s and 2000s and, you know, back when Macho Man and Hulk Hogan were together. We're saying these two are the only two in the spectrum between the Usos and the New Day. And you can include the Bloodline and Big E in both factions, right? So it's the tag team and the faction with it. Who is the GOAT between those two? It's the Usos. I mean, honestly, even before the Usos flipped and started doing the, you know, the Uso penitentiary and everything, the Usos have been a phenomenal tag team the entire time that they've been with WWE. Yeah, they were, I mean, they started in there, they were mid card and there was not a real big tag team push um, in the early 2000s, late 2000s. Um, but at the end of the day, like you have in, in what is it? Freebird the, under the Freebird rules, the new day has always been that Freebird tag team to where any two of the three members could right. actually compete for the titles. And it's always it seemed been to be any of the two of the three of the new day that wasn't hurt though, is what it, it seemed to be. Realistically. Yes, absolutely. But, and, and it's not to take anything away from the new day because honestly, no. I, I, I bought into them. I mean, new day rocks, bootios loved it. Absolutely. Amazing. Fresh take is fun, fun, uh, you know, face faction tag team. But I think the Freebird rules, it, it, it takes a little bit away from them in the sense that the Usos have been doing it with just the two of them. And well, obviously, yeah, you allegedly. have the blood, now you have the bloodline involved in it and everything, but the Usos have been pretty dominant, but not, and obviously not just dominant storyline wise, but dominant performers as well. I yeah. mean, they are phenomenal to watch in the ring. And well, honestly, and, and great on I the would like too. Yes. And, and I would honestly, I mean, I would put the Us I would put the Usos easily in a top five tag team of all time. Easily. Fair enough. Um, so we really got to get together on these uh, before the show instead of just <laughs> randomly doing it. Because once again, I fully agree with you. Um, I think the Usos are might, might even be top three. Um, but I'm going to once again, play the devil's advocate and take the other side just for the fun and sake of, of the segment. Uh, I'm going to go New Day. And here's why. First of all, 
The New Day was a fucking accident to begin with. It was supposed to be a real short run, heel-based, annoying-ass three group of dudes, Vince McMahon doing his typical racial stereotype bullshit, right? They were like the evangelical, like... Yes. uh, Yes, the Church of the New Day was how it basically started out. Yeah. Um, and, And so everybody hated him. And the chant was New Day sucks, right? Yeah. I mean, and it was loud. It, I mm-hmm. mean, people hated him. And, and, and like, you talk about three individuals who individually are all top talent as far as their abilities and their athleticism. Uh, big E, for as big of a guy as he is, he is super athletic. Uh, Xavier Woods, I don't love his cells, but from an athletic standpoint, he's outstanding. And Kofi might be one of the most underrated singles wrestlers of all time. But none of the three of them have enough of whatever it is alone to be popular. But when you combine the three, it's it's like a superpower thing where they are, they're the goddamn Megazord of wrestling. Um, and they're like uh, amazing together. And you can't help but love them. I, even after they started the babyface turn, I did everything I could to continue to hate them. And like you find yourself like new day rocks, new right day rocks, new day rocks, and then all and of a sudden they're coming out with trumpets and throwing cereal and hot dogs all over the and place. Then like, Co- Kofi mania, Kofi mania, Kofi mania, because of the new day. And I mean, honestly, like Kofi, Kofi, the how Kofi mania trended is almost similar to what's happening with Sami Zayn right now because right. One in a year from now, we might be talking about Sammy Mania because of what he's doing with the bloodline. So yeah, there's definitely a lot to be spoken for in regards to that. But let's be honest, Kofi is the center of that. If it wasn't for Kofi, New Day doesn't rock. New Day, mm, maybe sucks in the early days. I will disagree with you there. I think Big E is a centerpiece, and I think that's blatantly obvious in how the New Day's really just been a castaway, even in Vince McMahon's shitty world, uh, because Big E hasn't been around. He's he's the whole kit and caboodle. It started out, yeah, on the back, without a doubt, on the back of Kofi Kingston, because he was the only one of the three of them that actually had some notoriety, because if for nothing else, his spectacular moments in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> All right, so we had some technical difficulties. We said more error than trial, right? Mike just randomly disappeared uh, during that conversation. But we were getting ready to switch topics anyway, so on to the next topic and the third of the three count. Who is more likely to take the title from Roman Reigns? Now, I'm going to guess this is going to be at WrestleMania likely, right? So do you think it is The Rock or Cody? Oh man, that, uh, I, I gotta I gotta say it's gonna be the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. The, he is he is ahead of schedule, returning from his injury. I see a surprise, not so prize, not so much surprise return at Royal Rumble. Him yeah. winning the Royal Rumble, and you know winning the title. In a triple threat match between The Rock and Roman, and I, I think, I think it has to be that way because 
it's in LA. WrestleMania is in LA. Right. It, it's the rocks turf. Now Dwayne, the rock Johnson, it's his turf. If triple H can have it the way he wants, the rocks gonna be there. He's gonna be involved one way or another. Actually, I take that back. Not a triple threat match. The rock will be there. It'll be between Cody and Roman, but the rock has had enough of the tribal chief at Roman reigns. And he does not acknowledge him. He interferes with the match. Cody wins the title. All right. So that's really interesting. And, and it, it's kind of similar. Surprise, surprise. Um, to I mean, to not me, have so except, many minds. except for I do not think it's Cody yet. Let me tell you what I think is going to happen. So very similar to you. I think there's going to be, you know, a surprise Cody showing at the Rumble entrant 30 or 29 or something like that. Or, you know, he probably will come in. He he obviously will have to win the Rumble to be in the championship match. So as an auxiliary type of story, if he's not in the Rumble or he gets eliminated, um, you know, maybe he inserts himself into a triple threat match story with The Rock per your uh, your, your thoughts there. But what I actually think is going to happen is um, I actually think that Cody isn't going to win the Royal Rumble, but he's going to challenge Roman Reigns for the title in the February pay-per-view and lose. And then at WrestleMania, The Rock, who will have won the Royal Rumble, will beat Roman Reigns for the title. But then at the following pay-per-view, or maybe even on a Raw or SmackDown, Reigns will win it back from him, and then Cody will win the title from Roman Reigns, most likely at SummerSlam. I mean, that's a that's a lot, though. That that I don't know. To me, that sounds like a Vince booking. It, 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 to it does, and it, it could be part of where he was going with it, and that's why I have that gut feeling. But The Rock was in an interview, and I wish I could find this this footage or or a sound bite. Um, although, again, we might get pulled from YouTube for playing it. Um, he said, there is only one tribal chief, babe, and you're looking yeah, at him. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, and that's, you know, that's in a completely unrelated interview. It wasn't like a WWE associated event or mm -hmm. anything. It was just a random like E entertainment type of thing. Um, so it could be too, that they're setting up for that to be a storyline to come after Roman has lost the title. Right, he showed weakness, and The Rock comes in, and I'm the true head of the table, and there's no title involved, and maybe that's the post WrestleMania fallout for the Bloodline. And I think that honestly, I think that to me that makes more sense for Rock and Roman to feud for the head of the table after WrestleMania, after Roman loses the title, because I think what Triple H is doing, and this is this is me speculating, and you know we've been watching a lot of the old Rawls. We just went through the Attitude Era on Peacock and everything, and we're in the 2000s right now. But if you go back and you watch what was great about the Attitude Era, it had absolutely nothing to do with who's carrying the title. It had great stories. The stories long, outside of the title run were just as good, if not better. Yeah, long, drawn-out stories that were, you know, everything was put into place, and it did not matter if you were carrying the title or not. You, as long as you were entertaining in the ring and the bloodline is entertaining in the ring and Roman is at a point now in, in his career with WWE that he does not need the title 
now his character right now is all about the titles I and it's all about the bloodline titles right now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like the bloodline needs the titles. Roman does not. Ah, Roman. Yeah, okay. Roman doesn't need the titles to be entertaining in the ring. And they can really build off of that, especially if the head of the table is at the stake. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, and I think that's where that goes with, I think, I think you're setting up, you know, Cody, you know, potentially running away with it, but I think the rock gets involved. I don't think Cody, I love him. I think I I've loved him ever since he was, you know, with, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Randy Orton in uh, the, the faction, what was it called? Uh, the Legacies or whatever it was. Something like that. Yeah. And Randy Orton's already old as shit, though. Right. And they, but he was amazing, an amazing in ring performer then, but he was still super green. Now he's had all this AEW experience and everything else and yeah. coming back. But he, even with all of that, I don't think he can just flat out beat Roman. I think he has to uh, have some help just to, and, and not that it would make Roman look weak, but I mean, if you look at all the guys that Roman has beat between Brock Lesnar about 500 different times, you know, Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley, Drew McIntyre, you know, all of these guys that he has beat, they've been monsters. I mean, yeah. and I don't think Cody Rhodes is going to be a guy that beats him straight up without the rock coming in and making some sort of interference. Who knows? Maybe, maybe his daughter uh, is able to work her way into the bloodline and she's a spy for the rock, the true tribal chief. I don't know, but I think, I think there's there's a lot of things they can do with all of the family that that's in there. They're very oozy. Yes. Um, Very (laughs) oozy. So, that's that's basically that's it for the three count. But I'm going to use this Roman Reigns talk to transition into um, just a quick review of, of of the fallout from Crown Jewel. So first of all, I want to open it up with Roman Reigns because I, I did not have a lot of expectations out of that match. I thought it'd be like a ten minute match, five minute match, and and that it would be Roman basically carrying Logan Paul around on his back for the entire match. Um, I'm not so sure that Logan didn't carry that entire match. I mean, Roman was great. Don't don't I don't think he was dragging Roman by any means. Roman was up there too. But but Logan Paul impressed the living shit out of me. Um everything from the selfie off the top rope, which I'm sure we'll get into, and then realizing he wrestled the last half of that match with basically no knee. Uh no yeah. ligaments in his knee. Uh, and was still jumping off of top ropes and flipping over the I mean, like the kid is an absolute athlete and, and they they called it the greatest celebrity wrestling match of all time. And I 100% disagree with that because I do not think Logan Paul is a celebrity wrestler. I believe he is a WWE wrestler. Your thoughts on that match? Uh, that match was the best match of the night. Now I get it. It's WWE crown jewel. It's not a major pay-per-view. It's a money pay-per-view is what it is. It's a, you know, we, yeah. they go to Saudi Arabia, they get a shit ton of money for going to Saudi Arabia, but there's a lot of fans there. It's a huge fan base. So it's, it's great that the fans get to experience that, but let's be honest. There's never any real true ch- title changes that happen. I mean, yeah, the, uh, damage control rewon the women's tag titles, but they had just lost them on Friday. Yeah, it was clearly losing them on Fridays to win them back at Crown Jewel to give the people at Crown Jewel, uh, you know, a, a title change. Because 
But Logan Paul and Roman Reigns carried the show. It was it was a match that was worth waiting on the show. And I would agree in the sense that he he went into that match as a, as a celebrity. It was still just his third match. Mm-hmm. But he came out of that match as a WWE superstar. Yeah. And he's got a future. He yes. has a big future. If he sticks with it, that knee comes back, in which I'm I think sure it will with, you know the the knee the knee'll heal because uh, he had what a torn ACL MCL and meniscus like midway yeah. through the match, but finishing it out like a true WWE superstar, you know, and that it could very well could have been like you said, it could have been a sixty second let's let's get in, you get know, out. show let let's get show one lucky punch in and then he gets speared and it's over. Yeah, let's let's show how um you know how strong Roman is, but and you and you bring up they were building up and this is how great the story has been with it the entire time logan paul's been talking about one lucky punch one lucky punch one lucky punch roman reigns was the one with one lucky punch in that match he got he got the superman punch logan paul's back was turned turned around and roman got the one lucky punch and it was the other way around cuz logan was winning that match he was ahead in that match the majority of the time you and I talked about this, and and you know I had read you know read about it. I had the thought myself before that, but there is an identifier that identifies this not just as a good match, not just as a great match, but one of the most incredible matches of all time. I can't call it a goat match, right? Because there's just so yeah. many out there, like Hell in a Cell and stuff like that, right? But one of <clears throat> one of the best, not top ever matches of all time. How about that? Right. This is number 11 on a countdown of one through 10. Right. Um, this matches. And it's because on two or three different occasions, I legitimately thought Logan Paul won the match. Yeah. The way like, bookings I... fall and the way the match fell and, and what happened before the pinfall. I seriously thought we were getting one, two, three, at least on two different occasions. There was definitely a couple times where you're like sitting there. Look, you're sitting there watching this match and like, there's no way Logan Paul is going to win this. Right. 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 Yeah. And then, and then, and then you're still like on that one, two, three count. Cause you're actually kind of pulling for Roman. Cause you're like, that can't be wrong. There's right. no way I'm wrong about this. So you're like, Oh, he actually did it. He but kicked then out. You got to a point in the match where you're like, is he's going to do crazy it enough just to, is this, yeah. Is he going to do it? Like, is this how he makes his mark? Is this like, Hey world, I'm here because I'm going to be honest with you, as good as that match has been, and let's take the injury out of it because that would have made that scenario suck. I would yeah. not have been mad if Logan won that match. I went in going, I'll be pissed if Roman's beaten all these guys and nobody's been able to beat him for two, two and a half years, and then this kid comes in in his third mouth, this smart-ass motherfucker, uh, right. and, and wins the strap off a guy who's held it for 800-plus days. That's awful. By the time that match was over, I went, I don't think I'd have been upset if Logan would have won that match. I don't know. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been upset at all, and I, I would have. I would have really felt that he would have lost it to back to Roman, but at the same time, yeah. I wouldn't have. I would not have been upset the way that he the way that he performed in that match. I mean, there's there's that there's that image of him flying in the air, you know, basically doing a Superman punch of his own off the top rope and Roman Reigns getting ready to do a Superman punch. I mean, it's one of the best wrestling images yeah. I've ever it seen. It looks like Batman versus Superman. Like it does. It does. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. So and I, what do you it, think the future for Logan Paul is in, in the WWE? 
I mean, he's obviously he's got to come back from an, from this injury, and it's gonna be eight nine months. And honestly, if he's gonna be a full time wrestler, and I and I honestly I kind of get the thought that he might actually want to do this full time for the most part. He can't be off camera, um, so he's he's got to find a way. He's got to find a new feud. Who does he feud with? I mean, maybe a Seth Rollins type. I mean, I think those two personalities can really clash against that would each be other. Outstanding. That, um, that is insane. That's like electricity waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's huge. Riddle would be a good matchup for him too. Riddle would be a good matchup because of, just purely because of Riddle's cage background. Yes, yes, and that and it would be very entertaining to to say the least in, in the ring. But I, I think from a story standpoint, I think that his best next opponent would be Seth Rollins. What about Roman? Who's, who's next? He's beaten everybody, including a unsuspecting super challenger kid, YouTube uh, sensation, right? So between now and whether it's the rock or uh, Cody, you know, that's still five, six months away, you know, probably a good two to well, Royal rumble, two and a half to three months away. Um, from even being a concept. So in the meantime, who's next for Roman? KO. Kevin Owens, why? Where's 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 he been lately? Aside from bullying Austin Theory a few weeks ago? No yeah, way. he. I mean, you really haven't seen him on TV a whole lot. Uh, you know, uh, his, you know, uh, prize fighter persona is back. It's, yeah. it's, he's back to, he's back to KO, the KO that won the first <clears throat> ever or universal championship, essentially. Um, it all held it for the, you know, for, for the longest time. Technically, I guess Finn Balor won it, uh, first, but KO held it forever to when, when it first came out. And I think with the relationship that, him and Sammy have, I think there's room for KO to kind of bring that back into it and really feud and be Roman's next big challenger. I mean, we have survivor series coming up and they're going to do war games. So we're really not going to see a big title fight, but I can't wait for war games. It's going to be amazing, but who's he going to, I mean, who's, who's Roman going to fight at Royal rumble? You know, I'll I'll give you, I'll give you one, a one word answer for who's next for Roman reigns. Bray. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. finding any feuds for him. They're spending so much quality, outstanding promo after outstanding promo. And the shit with Alexa and, and the bee flashing up during one of her promos. They're setting up all of this backdrop storyline for everything that's made Bray who he is right now. Um, but they have literally not exposed anybody as far as like shut the fuck up and wrestle or something, you know, someone right. coming out and really walking in front of Bray. Now he's going to have to have a warm up match before he walks right into a championship, but I don't think it's going to be a feud of any sort. I think we're just going to see him in a match. And then I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see them warm up Royal rumble for Bray. I I, de- I definitely disagree there, and I think I think with because don't get me wrong, I love absolutely everything that they're doing with Bray. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I think it's you know uh, definitely a mo- 
I think the Wyatt Six is definitely a multiple personality type it's issue going on. I don't think that there's six different. Uh, I don't think it's a faction. I used to when it first came out. I don't I'm think it's a faction anymore. There. I still I think, think Alexis is is involved. I, I yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think she was kind of annoyed with it as far as the uh, it coming up in the background, but. I don't know. I know. I, think, I got freaked out. I got like, oh shit, it's back. Yeah. That's and what I, I got from that. Not annoyed, but you know, I yeah. guess it, I, May, yeah. we'll, we'll find out soon enough. I, but I think that, I, but that brings up to my point. I think that Bray had, Bray is already a, a wrestler that has transcended the necessity to carry a title. So I don't think him throwing in being thrown in the title hunt is a big deal. It's it, it kind of harkens back to um, the Ministry of Darkness type stuff. It, you know, uh, the Undertaker really and the Ministry of Darkness. You know, you didn't really they didn't really carry a title or anything. They but they were there. They were a threat. They didn't and, need one. That was back exactly to that attitude era storytelling you were talking about. Yeah, and but and I, I, just, I don't know. I think I think if I'm Bray when I come back to the WWE. Part of the things I tell Paul is, you want me back, great, I want to be back, but I want a strap, and I want it soon. And but how do you how do you do that? How do you how do you work how do you work Bray into that? How do you work, um, you know, Cody coming back? How do you work a potential you know bloodline feud with The Rock? And maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Bray feuding with Cody, not Roman. At That's an interesting take, at, but at I don't after think, WrestleMania. I don't think the Cody or the Rock feud starts until the the second the Royal Rumble has ended. So we're talking about what happens between now and then, and I think there's plenty of time to establish some kind of a link and connection. Um, maybe uh, Bray feels like the bloodline was in Vince's ear and the reason he lost his job. I mean, there could be all the voices talking into uh, talking in his head and destroy the bloodline type of things. I mean, right. there's nothing on the radar right now that suggests that this should happen, but that's the great thing about Bray is that you can turn on a dime with that story, just like they did so many different times with the ministry, like crucifying Steph. Oh my God, right. this is the most evil <clears throat> thing I've ever seen on wrestling. And then all of a sudden you find out that she was in on it, you know, like that, that turn on a dime, you, you compare this to the ministry and it really is like a, modern day mental health ministry, right? Yes. Um, so I believe that they have such a grand panoramic view of directions that they could go in, that they could see what's in front of them and how the reaction is and turn on a dime. And that's what's going to make this Triple H era so much better than the last 15 years of the Vince era. I think my biggest my biggest fear, and, and maybe I'm a Cody Mark, I don't know, but my biggest fear is that Bray taking it one if you if you build it up to Bray and Roman at Royal Rumble where's he go from there if he loses to Roman at the Rumble like where does he go from there in that like you're just you're you're doing all this build up for a loss and I think that you have to continue that build up I think the Wyatt Six is something that can happen you know, for an extended period of time, but you can't do that by having, by leading it into it with a big loss, which I mean, losing to Roman would That's be fair. a big loss. So I think, I, I think that the Wyatt six Bray, 
you know, his, you know, and like I said, my, my opinion, my, the multiple personalities, I think he's feuding with himself right now. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's what it is. The uncle howdy he's feuding with himself, but they're not going to do it like an undertaker versus undertaker Kane versus Kane type situation. Cause those things failed. So Bray's gonna, he's feuding with himself mentally. And I think you'll see that in the ring against opponents where he'll flip care flip who he is in the ring that would be awesome you know like you know one moment where he could be wrestling the lights go you know. out and he's the fiend yes i mean i think i think there's a lot of things that could totally happen God, with they could that. they could that's that and, panoramic I, view of options yes and i i just i just think that if you put him with roman roman's gonna win because roman's gonna carry that title to wrestlemania so I, yeah, it's yeah. just, no, I don't think Bray would win. I, I, I think that it's a kind of like a setup. So, and I just, I just, I just worry about him getting buried after a huge push like that. Not that he would be buried, but it would point. just, that's it would Vince, just be a bad a booking. That and, I'm, I'm yeah. predicting there. No, you're absolutely so. right. You're absolutely right. So, uh, we're going to wrap up here in a second, but what do you think was the best match of crown Royal and, and what, you know, what excites you as far as, you know, this was a surprise and I'm looking forward to seeing what develops from that. You know, honestly, I, I, I already said it. I mean, at the end of the day, what the biggest match was the main event between Logan and Roman. It was a phenomenal main event. The, the, the Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, that was basically, that was basically just to have Brock Lesnar at in Saudi Arabia. That's all that was. I mean, I don't see, I don't expect us to see him back anymore. Um, the, Saudi, I didn't really have any big surprises at Crown Jewel. Like, it, they just didn't. Like, as far as like what I'm excited for next, what I'm, but I am looking forward to Survivor Series and War Games because I think, yeah, I think what Monday Night Raw just recently set up with, you know, we finally got the official burial of Austin Theory. Oh, he's done. And, We're not going to see him for three to six months, man. Yeah, and thankfully, yes, and and. And it's not to say that he's a bad in-ring talent because he's a decent in-ring talent, he's but his, an char- his character was horrible. And what he's he needs, Seth Rollins, he- if Seth Rollins wasn't good at what he did, yeah. And I think that if you know, I mean, first of all, you already knew he was going to get buried because he cashed in the Money in the Bank on the U.S. title, which against Seth Rollins, against Seth Rollins. And you know, Bobby Lashley came out, ruined that, ruined his cash in, and all of that. But thankfully, he's buried now. They've been working on burying him for several, for about a month and a half. And, but I, I think I'm interested. I am interested to see what he'll do and if he can be repackaged into a completely different character that is more. I, 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 I said this to a buddy of mine the other day. Austin Theory reminds me of when Randy Orton first came out before yeah, he was the evolution floppy haired Bef- Randy yeah floppy haired Randy before revolution you know he was this pompous asshole and but nobody bought into it nobody gave two flying fucks what Randy Orton was other than he was a, I mean he was a third generation you know superstar and then but Triple H put him under his wing and I think if if he can be repackaged in the way that Randy Orton was repackaged he could be a talented future star, but he's a, he's a mid Carter for at least the next five, 10 years. 
And I think that, and, and that just goes with his age. I mean, his age and with the oversaturation of talent that yeah. WWE has right now, because let's be honest, they are oversaturated with talent. And I believe that's by design because at the end of the day, you want to see these superstars. So you're going to tune in and hoping that they're going to show up that day. Yep. Yep. I love and, it, man. I'll be, uh, I'll be interested. So, uh, Hey, great job. Great debut show, man. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Mike, anything you want to holler here at the end of the show? You know, uh, I just, I'm uh, hope everybody's listening. Hope everybody checks it out. Definitely appreciate the feedback. Want to hear, you know, want to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Love to see some comments in regards to what they think's coming up, uh, in regards to uh, WWE and, you know, definitely catch us on the uh, uh the same same dad bro time and same dad bro channel i love it i love it yeah and those dad bro channels are indie dad bros on titter, twitter t- titter twitter <laughs> uh twitter and tiktok indie dad bros youtube it's the indie dad bros and you can find us on apple and spotify podcast by searching the miles b show that is all that we have for this time like mike said tune in next dad bro time next that same dad bro station dad bros dad bros dad bros dad bros dad bros dad bros dad bros